0: Anima is the second studio album by American Rock Band 2. It was released on October 1st, 1996. The album debuted number two on the Billboard 200 chart upon its initial release, selling 148,000 copies in the first week. Certified triple platinum, that's three million albums, on March 4th, 2003. Uh, It took a while to get there. The album appeared Mm. on several lists of the best albums of 96. Uh, It was the first studio album with former Peach bassist, Justin Chancellor. The title Anima is a combination of the words Anima, which is Latin for soul, and associated with ideas of life force. Uh, And Enema, the medical procedure involving the injection of fluids into the bottom. Mm. Oh, uh the liner notes include references to disassociative anesthesia through ketamine, psychedelic stuff, as well as Timothy Leary Futants, Ritual Magic, and Ritual Religious Fundamentalism. Uh, the band dedicated the album to Bill Hicks, stand-up comedian. Uh, and the album was partly inspired by him. The inside cover displays art featuring a painting of a disabled patient. That shows a resemblance to singer Maynard James Keenan and Bill Hicks, depicted as a doctor or healer with the line, another dead hero. Uh, Generally met with favorable favorable reviews. Uh, One of the bad reviews, some guy said that Keenan's vocal range remained limited. He only knows how to get intense by turning ugly. His vocals stretch only toward bullying low notes in his upper register, Instead of the soaring, he settles for just mumbling blandly. And someone said, they don't like it either. Who
1: cares? Those bad reviews can go fuck themselves. Brad, this is your album? Yeah.
0: Where were man, you in life is... and how did you experience this? And
1: uh, You
2: tell me not to talk like that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um This is my (laughs) jam. I love the sort. (laughs) (laughs) Ola was my first band that was just mine. I hadn't. I hadn't. uh, Nobody else had influenced it. It wasn't my brothers.
1: It wasn't friends. I. I found. Tool through
2: much like lots of people sober the music video that was on MTV all the time, you know, the uh claymation. Uh, anyway, the video was awesome. We had it on like a VHS, watched it over and over again, and I was like, Cool. I went to the record store in Tee bro. You remember that one? It's like the little tiny one, almost like an alleyway, yeah. and uh, it was the red. Sober, co- oh, sober cover, Undertow was the album. And I remember, you know, going from listening to Rock Said and Ace of Base and um, Weird Al Yankovic. So, you know, I've been getting into Nirvana and a bit of stuff like that. And this was my first step into I'm spending my money on a rock record. Undertow, kicked ass, loved it. That's not what we're talking about tonight. Listened to that over and over again. And then I remember watching Juice TV. Late Get to the night. point. Fuck <laughs> to you, Dan. I'm talking about my experiences and my
1: life. I hate this podcast. You've been rambling for 48 minutes. Keep going. I don't
2: want to talk about it anymore, Dan. You make me upset.
1: <laughs> Carry on.
2: You will listen to <laughs> me You're in the music store. I won't. I won't stop. No, i moved beyond the music <laughs> store. This album has lots of fisting songs in it. Is that what you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Get to the fisting!
0: <laughs> so you, you bought the album, you took it home, you put it on. What
2: happened? I, a, uh, like, I, no, no, I was... Juice TV. I was, I was rambling about Juice TV, and that was where I first heard the song off this record, the vi- the The video presenter was like, you guys have got to check this out. And he didn't play a music video. He just put on that song 46 and two. And it's that sweet bass intro. And I was like, holy fuck, this sounds amazing. I think it came out a couple of days later, went, bought it. And, uh, it's, it's easily top five albums of all time for me. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> My rambling story went nowhere. The people love my stories. They go nowhere.
1: (laughs) All right.
0: So you really, really, really liked it.
2: I did. And it was, it it defined a lot of my high school experience. This is what we all listened to. We went to parties. We put on, like, you know, Tool was on. It was my first big rock concert. I got on a bus, went to Auckland with my long hair and undercut and saw Tool. And it was fucking amazing. It's life changing. It's rock. You know, this oh, was this was my.
1: The, you saw them. them on the, the Artemis tour.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. and it was magical. Did
1: they have and, a
2: contortionist?
1: Uh, no, that was the that was the latter tour. That was the one after. And was that uh, the one we yeah. went to with the contortionist? Yeah, it was like Parabola was the song or something at the time. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. That was Lateralis. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, these guys are my Zeppelin. These guys are my Pink Floyd. And uh, I think this Anima, Anima, however you want to say it, Soul Enema is uh, their best record. I read somewhere how you pronounce it. I forgot. That's fine. We'll just go I I I'm going with anima.
2: anima.
0: Yeah. Anima. Not, some people get it wrong and say enema, but it's anima.
1: Yeah, an it is an And AD. did it profoundly blow AD.
0: your mind with spirituality
2: and it's
1: pretty ah, trippy. I don't know.
0: If
2: spirit spirituality TNT. was the right thing. I'm not I mean, I'm not a you know, I've never been a big drug taker, but this, you know, tools music in general takes you on a trip. And I remember this was the first record that made me go "fuck." You can space out while listening to this shit, and uh, but then it also had those moments of brute force, you know, like it's a pretty heavy record, man. Solid bass, rattling, gut wrenching vocals, but then it also has those moments of like soaring. I don't want to use the term religious experience, but there's the you know there's that epic. Those moments, that journey it takes you on,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then it also has shit like "Die um, von Satan," the eggs of Satan, that you know that completely throw you out of the journey <laughs> and you hit the skip button.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be a big problem for me. Is yeah, there's a lot of filler on this album. To me, it's yeah. like it's over an hour long. I think it would have been. A really good 30 minutes, <laughs> 40 minutes, maybe.
2: Mm. I don't know, but like, yeah, the last the last song on the album, um, third eye, that's like what 10 minutes, maybe longer?
0: Yeah. 11 935 minutes? or something I remember.
2: But that's that's one of the journeys. It's it's not an album without that. I wouldn't take that off. I'd take off. There's definitely like, you know, much like on any tool album, there's they do. They have fall into that pill yeah. jam thing where you have a song that's just noodling or fucking yeah. thunder or electronics or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Useful idiot. That's like a minute or so. Harry Manbeck thing. Intermission. Die Satan Caesar some ability. And the irons um, is just electricity and wind.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. look, you know, it has, has its place if you're on the journey, I guess. Um, the intermission song, oh, that kind of struck me on first listen, but now it rolls perfectly into the, you know, it's there for a reason. It's like an odd intro to go into the song. You know, the riff goes into the next, the intro to the next song. So that works. And Useful Idiot, which is essentially the sound of a, a record player needle skipping, this album was released on vinyl first, so the it was like a prank, you know. So when people were listening to the vinyl, "Useful Idiot" was the last song on track one. So people think their record was skipping, and they'd get up and check it, but no, it was still playing a song. That was the whole joke. Yeah, doesn't really translate to had a CD, CD does it?
0: player back then. Like no <laughs> yeah. one had vinyl. It's, it's ridiculous. true. No one has vinyl now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well back uh, then it's like trying to find a record player back then. Like they were
2: gone. Yeah, no one was listening to records back then. It was yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, again, Pearl Jam did it with um is it Vitology? That came out on vinyl
1: first as well. Yeah. Um pretentious artists. I like talk about my experience. Oh fuck if I like you have experience. to.
0: So I was into metal when nobody was else is into metal, right? And I got made fun of for being into metal when everybody else was into their whatever the pop mainstream was. And then it was Alice in Chains and Korn and Till were coming out and there were these metal bands with music videos and they're on the radio everywhere. And I just, it blew my mind. I couldn't, I, I kind of rebelled against all of it. At the time, Mm. how do you give me a rock band and you're on TV and all of a sudden everybody was making fun of me is into these bands. I didn't like it. Mm. And I I kind of had a prejudice against Tool. (laughs) And one of the prejudices (laughs) was these people that five minutes ago were Phil Collins fans (laughs) and now they're the most serious metal dudes on the planet because they listen to Tool. Mm. And you drive around in the boy racer, what, what cars, and they'd have the stereos with only one song ever playing Stinkfist, full volume. (laughs) And it's just about blowing out the windshield is in the car and everything's vibrating and you got to listen to the song on maximum volume. And it just annoyed me. And when the song finished, they just hit repeat and play that one song again. And everywhere you went, it was just, People playing tool, it was only one song on repeat. Mm-hmm. Stinkfast and Sober and nothing yep. else. <laughs> yep. And I remember yep. being in bands and playing, and people would yell out, they would always yell out, System, tool, play some tool. They only ever meant one or two songs from each of those bands. <laughs>
2: yep.
1: Yep. I mean, uh, this, uh,
2: <sighs> yeah. this was their. Last singles album, really. This is when Tool was about as commercial as they were gonna be, right? They've become bigger, but that's but be- you know, they've become something else, you know. Like this was them still trying to make it, I think. You know, so- Sober was their big hit. Um, I don't know if that was on a major label, but um yeah, Anima was their easily their breakthrough. But as you say, that was their music video. This, this is when you know, the jocks and people that weren't into metal started listening to metal. I mean, it's when I started listening to metal. So I'm one of those cunts you're talking about, but I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't just that one track on repeat, you know, I'd, at least I'd started the album before, but then this one was, the whole album was on repeat apart from, you know, the skip songs. Um, that everybody who, well, no, I take that back. I was going to say anybody that was cool was listening to Tool, but that's not entirely true. It was still the losers were still listening to Tool in general. You know, it wasn't wasn't like it was completely mainstream to be listening to Tool. Whereas now, you know, we've just finished the Rock 2000 in 2021. and twenty twenty one, and. You know, Tool's always top ten, right? You know, Tool, yeah, play the rock, play the fifteen-minute Tool songs when they put an album out, and stuff. So it's, you know, they, they're that they're sort of, I, I said it before, but they're like our current Pink Floyd, right? They're the, they're the, you buy Tool, you listen to the album, you know, you're not buying Tool records to listen to the singles anymore. It's like, but they're a big deal. They're, you know, you rate them up there with. You know, if they're on the Rockets, they're in with Guns and Roses and Led
1: Zeppelin and all, all those classic bands, even though they're a reasonably yeah, non-radio-friendly act. I know. The thing I, I was thinking is at the time,
0: the big music genre that was super cool was drum and bass music, dance, drum and bass music. And Till is very much reliant on that drum and bass rhythm section they got going on like it's a lot of bass and a lot of a lot of drums mm. and the guitar kind of comes and goes a little and that sort yeah. of really comes in for quite big huge effect mm. and so I thought it, it became a very accessible band because it did have it does have like a, a groove to it like it's almost like dancey trancey yeah it is it is usable. now
2: i think uh, anima wasn't anima was more of like it was, it was real riff based more kind of you know at least the singles you could almost lump it in with like rage against the machine and porn and and that you had a five or six minute single that had versus choruses blah, blah 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 whereas if you take if you compare it to Tool now it's just 10 minutes of. Different variations on a riff, essentially, right? That's kind of. I mean, you you described um, shit. What was their latest album called? Call myself a fan.
0: Oh, uh, Fear and Oculus. More.
2: Fear. That's it. Uh, you can put that on, and it's all, uh, it's almost background music if you want it to be, right? Like it's just, you yeah, you know, pretty ebbs and flows, but it's not aggressive or or in your face at all. It's just kind of jazz if you will (laughs) whereas this album anima you you could not put it on at a party and not have it be abrasive to somebody you know it it has an edge that they don't and i you know i guess they've aged you know so that the the aggression that you have when you're in your 20s of course they're what 50 year olds now they're not going to keep up that same energy but, I, yeah, I think that's what I liked about it at the time and still enjoy about it is that aggression to
1: it, but it's still at least within the rock framework. Mm. Yeah? Like I sort of said, um, Fair Oculum" is my favourite tool album because every song's good, but it's not their best songs. Mm.
0: Whereas um, I've divided this album up into four categories. I've got epic songs, sure. decent songs, borderline
2: and filler. <laughs>
1: yeah. That sounds about right. Whereas
0: I think Fair Inoculum, I would put decent on every song, probably. Mm. It doesn't have the epic songs, but it doesn't have the filler and it doesn't have the borderlines. My borderlines the are if I'm in the right mood, I might skip it or I might not.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean,
2: Fair Inoculum's got that fucking chocolate chip trip or whatever the drum song is. That one, if you take that out, it's like a, a unskippable album, right? It's just that the weird drum thing didn't need to be there. But we're not talking about Fair Inoculum today. <laughs> so, <No. laughs> I agree with you in that, uh, yeah, it, you can break it down as a category. There's a bunch of uh, shorter tracks that you could discard um I you know mega fans might argue that they're there for some fucking hidden Fibonacci sequence or mathematical reason you know how tool is they get quite deep with all that stuff um but for the yeah. even the yeah. above occasional listener for a, like a mega fan like me, I'm not getting that deep into it I'm you know I'm skipping the the electronic sounds, right? get me to push it um but yeah, it has like rock singles and then epic journeys that's that's how i'd classify this album you know solid rock songs being stink fist 46 and 2 you hear you can hear them on the radio but then the journey songs are like push it and um third eye you know those the epic long songs that go somewhere and have soaring highs and lows and valleys and that's the tool that um Mm. That
0: I love brother. Yeah, something that really annoys me about Tool, isn't Tool, but Tool fans. Like the biggest knuckleheads in society <laughs> cool. love Tool. Yeah. And uh-huh. I remember we we went to the Tool concert. Maynard did a thing where it's like raise your hand, stand up, or turn around something like that and then the last line was don't do what anyone tells you, don't be a sheep or something like that. Mhm. And everybody mm. in the audience was following along. And it's I think
1: it's, it gets to the point, like yeah. They there, yeah. How do I say it? well, look, tool fans
0: are just such shitheads? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just remember like the dumbest people I've ever met love tool, and they would sit there and tell you tool is spiritual and there's secret mathematical messages uh-huh. in the music and all this. And I'm like, oh you dummies like you're so stupid and and then I saw an interview with Maynard and he's saying when they were tracking this album they're writing down the the time signatures when they're going to track this and someone went oh look that's a Fibonacci that adds up to a Fibonacci sequence and they went oh coincidence and then it turns into this big thing where they're like magic space goblins from a DMT trip Sending secret mathematical signals into our brains and stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're intelligent guys, you know. Like they're not they're not you know. I I think there's.
0: I don't know if Maynard strikes strikes me as very intelligent in the interviews I've seen him because he goes on Joe Rogan quite a
2: bit. Oh fuck, Joe Rogan! I'm not talking about him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Maynard. (laughs) like we're talking about like it gets so made up like this mathematical genius it it was an interior decorator like let's just get over ourselves i think Mm. i think the the geniuses would be danny carey adam jones and justin chancellor sure and then i don't know what the hell made out of singing about apart from just fuck you fuck that that's something i did not like about them is that it was just the lyrics were kind of vulgar and plain and just screw you in a way. I never liked it. It wasn't really clever or articulate. Mm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes there are great lyrics. Um, I, I am a big fan of the song Anama itself. Like That's a big epic thing about washing it all away and stuff. I really like that song. There is some great imagery in it, but then some of it's just so point blank and, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just like, like the guy's called it ugly. His, some of his singing is ugly. I think his singing's singing's nice, but I thought his phrasing and wording is ugly a lot of the time.
2: Yeah. I think he's, you know, you can see him develop across his career, you know, from early albums where he's essentially doing the Maynard scream, which is epic in itself that has disappeared. And he became more of a, it was more about, just being a vocalist or vocalizations, you know, it was just sort of the the soaring highs and then the growling lows. And, you know, as as the albums he did with The Perfect Circle really brought out his singing voice and he brought that back into tool in the later albums. Um,
1: But yeah, I guess you're right about as a lyricist, some of it works and some of it doesn't. You know, for me,
2: but I, I don't really pay attention to the lyrics too much. If the feeling's there, then I'm going along for the ride, you know.
1: Mm.
2: Um, you know, Stink Fist, I've, I've, I've never been finger deep or knuckle deep or elbow deep or shoulder deep. Is that what it's behind about? Behind the borderline. Yeah, it is. It's, it's about, it is. Um, as, as far as I'm aware, is you know, uh, I didn't write the song maybe he's yeah. just trying to be controversial but i mean if you if you take your cues from undertow the album prior there's also a lot of um, um, ass attacking imagery you know shit blood and come on my hands stuff like that you know yeah.
0: this is another thing is like back then i remember seeing them in interviews and it was made out of with a shaved head and like a bra and wearing big go go boots and stuff and and then the songs of Stink Fist and Hooker with a Penis. And I'm like, I don't know about any. This is back in the day when it was culturally appropriate to be transphobic.
2: <laughs> I, um, what, what I loved about Tool at the time. I love all of that, that stuff
1: that, now. You go, I, girl.
2: We all do. <laughs> you do you. Um, what I liked about Tool at the time. Which has been lost now as well, is you didn't know the band. They had no visual presence of who they were. You know, as you say, you saw when you saw clips of the band, they would dress to the nines, or you know, they had a a look, but it was dark and you know, sort of suited the music. Whereas now they've just put out an album. And I mean, obviously, they're just older guys that no longer give a fuck, they're just putting out music. But if I'd seen the drummer of Tool back in 96 wearing at every concert a basketball singlet I would have been like okay and the singer grows he's making wine and you know like it, it it's a complete opposite to the music so I think that would have broken the illusion for me as a young music lover um I can deal with now cuz I'm an old cunt too but at the time yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to know too much. It's like we said about the shins. You know, I love the shins more when I didn't know
1: what the band members look like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Stinkfist. So I got Stinkfist, Epic, Eulogy, Epic,
2: H. Oh, Eulogy is
0: Decent. Useful idiot, Filler, 46 and 2, Epic. Harry Manbeck, filler. Hooker with a penis, borderline. Intermission, filler. Jimmy, decent. Satan thing, filler. Poo shit, I guess it's called. (laughs) Decent. push it. Caesar, some ability, filler. Anima, epic. Ions, filler. Third eye. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's all right, borderline. Got the Bill Hicks stuff in it.
2: Yeah, you gotta be in the, you got to be in the mood for Third Eye, but Third Eye is one of those ones where you're, you're in the right mood. i much like any fucking music. If you're in the right mu- mood to go for the ride, you go for that ride. You know, like mm. if it's a late night drive and you're chucking that on, you're you're off on, you're off on that journey, um, which is a sign of good music to me. You know, I love long, epic songs that take you somewhere instead of a three-minute lollipop sugar song. I, I it doesn't actually... matter what it doesn't matter what they're singing about. You know, I, I don't even know the words to half of these songs, but I'm just wailing along. I don't know what I'm singing, just making noises and I'm loving it. Yeah.
0: Well, I have to actually um, say thank you for uh, bringing this album up because it is something I have been, as I say, highly prejudiced against. But I think Fair Inoculum's kind of warmed me up. Like I, I, I like Fair Inoculum quite a bit. And coming back mm. to this, it's like there is like so many epic tracks. It's five epic tracks I've put on here. Like, not just good mm. songs, but these are epic, epic mm. songs.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Makes
0: but sense. it is the fuller that puts me off. And the decent songs are really good too. Like, decent yeah. isn't, isn't a put down. It's just, it's not the epic song.
2: Yeah. But I mean, um, if, you, if you, you know, you throw yourself back to the time. That is what everybody was doing. Everybody had weird filler songs. It seemed to be what, you know, the generation wanted.
0: Well, I have a theory because back in the vinyl days, about 30 to 40 minutes was pushing it. There was the amount of Mm. content you could fit on a record. CDs came out, you could push it up to a bit over the 60-minute mark. Mm. What I hear is in the music industry, there was pressure that, the More songs you have on an album, the more chances you have it having a number one hit, right? So, put as sure. many songs as you can on. So, I think there was pressure on bands in that area to just put on 15 songs that they just had to pull mm. out of their bums from nowhere. And I, I wonder if these filler songs were them just going, Look, we've got six songs. <laughs> Let's face it, we've got 30 <laughs> minutes of material here. We've got to, they want 15. So, they want us to yeah, fill up the album. And I yep. think that it's just, it seemed to be an epidemic around that time when they were pushing the 15 song thing.
2: Yeah, and you know it backs up their aesthetic, too, though, you know they, they needed that that dark, odd vibe, and you had these powerful hitting songs. And then maybe it was just like a, you know, keeps it weird, keeps it interesting, breaks it up, you know, maybe breaks the tension like a, in a film you know like in a horror film you have the real scary intense bit and then you break it with humor and then you come back into it right maybe it's that kind of
1: vibe
2: songs on this album yeah definite classics like you had them stink first anima push it um yeah 46 Yumi. and 2 yeah, yeah. I mean I can I can track them on any time and they're top class. Um tool, I think all their albums, easy classics. Um and you know, I argue with buddies about which is the best tool album. For me, it's it's probably still this one. I I know there's better there's albums with better overall songs, like you know, less skippability as we like to use, but Anima's is always gonna be my number one because that was the I don't know, hits at the right time, you know, and whatever you're listening to when you're 16, that's going to
1: it's gonna stick in your subconscious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was just the thing there is the bands I was listening to at the time weren't doing all these filler songs. Like maybe just they weren't songs as good as the others, but they weren't. Obvious filler crap songs. They, it was like a decent attempt at a song.
2: You mean you mean and like then, the black album where it's
1: all filler?
0: Ooh. I mean, if you're just not into it, yeah. You know, but for me, like, it's a great album. But even and like you get people who go at we have to talk about Metallica because all things get referred back to Metallica, obviously. Greatest band sure. in existence. But yeah, you know, even the people In your who criticised Load and said, "Ah, oh, it's just full of filler." Like the filler wasn't that bad. Like, they're actually still. Did songs. You
2: know the you know the full um the full title for that album was Load of shit, right?
0: Uh, you know, you, you just made that up to hurt my feelings. And it <laughs> it's on the work. back
2: cover. Go and get your CD now and look on the back cover. It says of oh, shit. It's one of those ones. I,
0: I, it does not.
2: I have checked. I think you were lying. <laughs> It's, like if you look at and um, Stone Temple Pilots' is songs from the Vatican gift shop, tiny music songs from the Vatican gift shop.
0: What was the album at shit. the time that um, there was like ten songs on the album, and then they made ninety-nine one-second songs, so you couldn't put your CD player
1: on skip. Much mm. you'd get there was
2: his tool. That It was on Undertow. It skips from track nine to track. 69. Somebody else may have done it, but tools the only one that I know of.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't it's got, know if it was tool that I'm thinking of. Maybe it was corn. I don't know if a corn doing it. Let's say they did. Know. So, having said
0: all that, what's your skippability on this one?
2: You know what? I haven't written it down. Um. Okay, yeah, Stink Fist, Eulogy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not skipping that. I'm definitely not, like... H. Me, I,
0: well, I'm just listing the songs. Um, you can say yay or nay. Don't
2: fight me. I'm, I'm going to, let's just say um, I'm going to skip. At any given time, I'm skipping two of the filler songs and it'll depend on how close I am to the skip button, right? So it might be the noise or it might be the useful idiot. But overall, so I'd give it a. How many tracks are there? Fifteen. Even? Fifteen. Okay, I'll I'll give it a. Real it a twelve.
1: <laughs> I give it a twelve. You're gonna skip 12. twelve songs. No, I'm skipping three. So you're gonna sit
0: through, what well, Irons, the one that's just wind and. Yep. You're gonna sit through that.
1: I'm I call
2: myself a fan. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna pick which ones I'm gonna skip and it might be the noise one.
0: Useful idiot, Harry Manbeck, Intermission, Devious von Satan Caesar, some ability. I am oh, ev-
2: I, this every time I listen to this album, I'm skipping the fucking egg song. All right. I know it's a recipe for marijuana cookies in German, but I'm still
1: not gonna listen to it.
0: That's the problem for me. That's six
1: skippers on an album of fifteen songs. Like, ooh. yeah, that hurts. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty rough, too. Um, so, so you
0: got? Skip, what did you say? You're gonna skip three?
2: I'm <laughs> gonna skip three.
1: You're i yeah, I'm skipping
0: six. six. Easy peasy. And there's Woo. a couple of borderlines, like Third Eye and hook her with a penis.
1: How dare you.
0: I don't need to know about your Tuesdays,
1: Maynard. <laughs> um, so, cats meows, what are you going to do? Oh, dude, it's it's a solid um, nine and a
2: per for me, I reckon. it's It's about as good as it gets, me. And
0: nine cat well, what's a per? Is that a half a meow?
2: Yeah, it's basically it's it's a it's a nine plus, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I'll just give
1: it. Plus what? <laughs> plus a hairball. Nine out of ten, Daniel. Cats meow, sorry. I have to say, I have to put, I'm going to give this a
0: 5.7 cat's meows. I have to rate it as an album. As an album, half of it,
2: I feel like it can throw it out. I get the six cat's meows. What is it? Is it 5.7 or is it six?
0: It's, just, it's 5.7 cat's meows
1: and a hairball. <laughs> oh, perfect. I agree with your statement. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, when I'm talking
0: about a perfect album, I'd have to be able to listen to all of it.
1: <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah, fair yeah. call.
1: Cool. I I I like, a... yeah,
2: we don't need to go down the rabbit hole now. We've talked about it enough, but were you were you listening to this when it came out? Were you like, boom, tool, no, I'm buying the album, I'm loving it? No, not every, till later, right? Uh,
0: eh? Yeah, I didn't listen to it, but my neighbors did, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what annoyed me about it. Like it was, yeah, like I said, it was stink Fist on loop. And then when I'd go to someone's house, I would hear Harry Manbeck and I go, what is that? And they go, it's to And I'd be like, I don't need to listen to this album.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what like were you I listening to? Back, in 96? I appreciate- what
2: were you listening to in '96? Fucking Space Hog or some shit.
0: I was super experimental. I remember listening to weird David Bowie stuff, his experimental stuff, like outside. Um, yeah, I was listening to Space
1: Hog. Uh, I went through a big Bowie phase. I, think I had a lot of Bowie stuff. Uh, but I was loving Faith No More. I was loving... Um, bit, I'd rather listen
0: to Ben Folds 5. Like, that was that was jam off. for a while back then. Loved you it.
1: can be happy on the
2: Loved it, Loved it. Love piano albums. Um what were you? Uh, this is 96, so you're what, 18,
1: 19? Yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, and Ben folds five can Ben Folds fuck off.
0: Uh God, what else was I? I was going through a Slayer phase too.
1: Oh. Yeah. Dead skin mask. I was kind of all over the place. I remember Animal getting course. a Ace Base album from
0: the bargain bin for
1: $2. It was terrible. Every song
0: was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Skippability, 100%. I was musically adventurous back then, I have to say, and it didn't always work
1: uh-huh. out well. No, um... that's true. <laughs> oh, well, I think we destroyed it.
0: Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you tip. want. We have yeah, you no can tip idea us. how
2: it works. We need cash. Yeah, for whores. And bet you Might. Yeah. And what Good do you day.
0: No, oh, I'm right. to tell them the other thing.
2: Oh, what was the other thing? Subscription. Um, oh, look, you could. You could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it Uh,
1: out. We're new to this. Come on, you guys.